Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Corporate Side Hustler podcast. And today's episode, we'll be discussing how to build your brand authority through authentic storytelling. I'd like to introduce to you our new guest speaker, Tanya. Tanya is a woman of many capes, wife, mama, mentor, and friend, storyteller, energy healer, and overall creative strategist. She's also a six-time best-selling author, podcaster, and brand photographer. She is the founder of the Holistic Warrior Life and Warrior Life Creative Co. Nothing fires her up more than helping purpose-driven, heart and impact-centered entrepreneurs, small business owners, authors, or personal or lifestyle brands show up online exactly how they want to be seen and heard and felt through compelling copy and content creation that magnetize their dream clients. Let's dive into today's discussion. Hey, 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 hustlers. Welcome to another episode of the Corporate Side Hustler podcast. And today we are going to be diving into authentic storytelling. And I have just the right person to talk about this. She is actually a good friend of mine. We've never actually met in person, but we connected online several years ago and we just had a bond that's just, it's I don't know how to explain it other than we just get each other. So I can't wait until we officially meet in person. But without further ado, I want to introduce you to Tanya. Tanya, share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Lisa. I'm so excited to share um, share all of these things with your listeners. So I am a storyteller, overall creative strategist. I basically, in a nutshell, help women and help brands um, humanize themselves online. And I do that with storytelling, copywriting, and writing coaching. So that type of mentorship. And you also are a mom and a wife. So I mean, you're juggling all the things just like my listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh. There's, I think, I think that being a mom and a wife, um, it also helps you do all of these other things. Although for me, I, as I like to say, um, I feel like I think in a box um, in compartmentalized modes. Um, my spouse, however, tells me women normally think in circles because they can do all of the things. I, My zone of genius is my creative zone. Um, and then I immerse myself in motherhood and being a wife um, alongside that. So I don't think you have to pick one or the other. I think you can do it all, but you have to choose what you want that all to encompass, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, cause I feel like I get that question often, like Lisa, how do you, how do you do it all? And I'm like, it may look like a lot to you, but I'm picking and choosing what makes sense for my world. So that way I don't lose myself as an HR manager. I don't lose myself as a mom or a wife. Yeah. Uh, I try to balance it all. So that way, when I put my head on my pillow at night, I feel really hella good that I'm doing something for my me for me and for my family and others that yeah. just feels real as opposed to force. So spot on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt guilty and there's days I still feel guilty. Like oh, yesterday sure. <laughs> I was just on calls nonstop. Um, but that's okay. Like you have different seasons of life, um, even different seasons in a year, like business wise or whatever. And some things will take certain precedence over the others. And it's, you have to learn to just flow with that with the ebb and flow of it. Agreed. Agreed. 
So let's talk about the beginning. Cause when you and I first met, you were juggling demanding day job. You had, you had clients that you were working with either paid clients or you were even doing some free stuff on the side. Cause you were trying to like navigate through this space of entrepreneurship and copy was always copy and storytelling was always at the forefront. Will you share a little bit about how that started and how it kind of evolved? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have always loved writing and just, I've always turned to writing and expressing myself through whether it's photography, art, like any creative medium, that's what I would uh, channel all of my angst and all of these things into. I went to school for it. Um, I graduated. I never got a job as most people with arts degrees is the stereotype you don't end up in the field that you went to school for right like my <laughs> options were become a teacher um, went that route didn't feel that pull when I got all my acceptance letters and I was like I don't want to get in more debt so chose to work the corporate route um, worked in things from marketing to fintech um, hedge funds which was my longest my longest stint was three years um, and like I, when I look back, I think, you know, it, most people say, oh, we've worked corporate for about 10 years and then we had to go, go all in and quit. I had a relatively short corporate journey. And the reason being that I always knew that this is what I want to do. I just didn't know when I'm going to do it or how I didn't know the steps in between, but every single time I would, even to my spouse, the year I left or the start of the end of my corporate journey was the year that we were pregnant with our firstborn. And I remember telling him that summer in July, um, like for some reason, July is a pivotal month in our home. Um, I remember telling him, I think I should publish a book. Like all of the stuff that I have, I have all this writing, I'm going to self-publish a book. And he was like, okay, go do it. I was like, okay, cool. It'll be a fun adventure. Right. Um, I blogged a lot. I had a blog in university like I have always had a blog when Blogspot was still a thing, when MSN blogs were a thing at like 13. I've always found a way to express myself. Got discovered by my ex-publisher, published myself in a co-author book. From there, the opportunity to be their editor came about, which was while I was on mat leave. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I went to school for this. I'm good at this. I can help you do this did that and that really was the rabbit hole or the yes venture as I like to call it um, that jump-started all of this stuff um, was when I met you Lisa I think like I'd just gone back to corporate to be honest um, because I didn't know if I could sustain myself and I didn't know if this is even possible and I wasn't showing up fully um, that's the other part right showing up energetically showing up online courageously um, believing in what you have to offer so I went back to corporate. I was working at the bank uh, doing their evening shifts, so 6 p.m. to 3 a.m., which was the call center, mm-hmm. contact center. Yeah. I know. And I remember us talking, too, because we met, we met, I think, through another free group, and it was so cool. What attracted me to your journey was, oh, my gosh, okay, if she can do a corporate hustle and do this, I can do it, too. And I believe you meet people at a certain point in your life for a reason. So that was there. I didn't do that for long. I did that for like 10 months before it, I was like, I can't do this. It affected my health to a much, much deeper aspect. Um, Already, um, for those of you who don't know, like with hormonal imbalances, uh, to give people a bit of context, when you deal with any sort of 
hormonal imbalance, whether it's polycystic ovarian syndrome, or just in general, when you're a woman, and then on top of that, you're, you've given birth, your hormones just do this giant Molotov cocktail party inside of you. And working overnights isn't obviously the way to go um, with that. But we don't realize these things when those moments, right? We do what we think is best at that time. Um, could I have switched my hours and stuck to the day job. Sure. But I just more and more, I, I just kept feeling this pull, like there has to be something better. Like there has to be something more. And I already have a taste of what that could feel like. What if I just went all in on it, but I still didn't go all in on it. If you know what I mean? Cause right after I quit the bank, I accepted a temporary contract role with my now ex publisher. Um, and then that partnership just went sideways to Sunday at the beginning of last year. So essentially everything that I had tied my identity to over the last two years, while I thought I was building my brand, I really wasn't, um, that just blew up in my face. I went back to the corporate drawing board last year twice before I was like, that's it, I'm done. Like there's no way. <laughs> every, every, every time it doesn't work out and it's not because of me or anything, it's just redirection, right? the universe or God right. just redirecting you. But let's pause there because I think that's what our listeners need to hear and know, because I think it's actually like a proven number and I would have to find the, the article to confirm that stat. But a lot of reasons why businesses fail after three years is because they're not either like they're not, they say it's because they're not asking for the sale, but it's what you're saying right now. It's like, they're not finding their true authentic voice in the world and how they can come, they can show up confidently and be able to say, this is how I, this is my message. This is how I'm going to make an impact. And this is why I think I can make a business out of that. And that's really key to know. It's why some women stay in corporate. It's the reasons why women like you who, who've gone back to corporate, because it's like, Oh, at least corporate is, or the main day job is stability, but yeah, you peel back the layers what you're, to what you're saying. I think that we can all resonate with it. It's we're, we're losing ourselves in it because we're so inundated by so many other accounts, whatever platform that you're using to consume information where you're like, Oh my gosh, well that person's doing this and that person's doing this. How are they able to just show up so smoothly and authentically and it feels right. So maybe I should do this and do that. So that's the gist that I'm getting from you of why you kept going back. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like we go back to what we know, right? Oftentimes we, it's, it's, it's the typical hero's journey, right? For a lot of you listening, you go back to what you know, because the pain of staying in the familiar is greater than the comfort of the unknown. Well said it's not, it's not even me. It was like a Freudian reference from like, I remember that was the one thing that stuck out to me in psych class, like the, the pain of the familiar, right? Because even if the familiar is painful, you're going to stay with it because it's what you know, right? Like I never chose, I didn't go to school for finance. Like I found myself working in fintech and hedge funds of all things, like, holy crap, like everyone there, I felt so out of place. Um, when I did my corporate stint, I felt super out of place. But the reason why I would connect with the investment managers or even leadership at all times was the ability to somehow bring people together, connect people together, look at their story, like look at their why, like motivate them as a team. Like we'd often work late nights, but that was always at the heart. I was that person 
where when everyone's going in a box, there I am, like not a box, not a circle, like I don't even fit into the box. Um, I would have my motivational books, I would have my notepad doodling or writing. I was always who I was uh, at a deep level, but I just, you, you start peeling back the layers. Um, last year when I went to corporate, it was a brief two week stint and that's where it just literally felt like, holy crap, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? Um, okay, I'll do this if I really have to, like it's a no brainer, it makes sense. But in the grander scheme of things, I'm like, is this all there is? Like, is this it? Like if I don't go all in now, I'm never gonna go all in, right? Um, it's never gonna happen. And then this year was the first year that I've gone all in, right? People around me tell me, you've been at this for four years or you've been at this for three years and X, Y, and Z, and there have been no results and blah, 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 blah. Like there's all of this stuff on the outside. But what no one ever sees is the growth that happens internally, right? There's perceived growth, which is all results-based. It's the metrics, it's the income, it's all of those things, like the overflowing client versus the inner growth. And I feel like unless people master the inner growth, the outer doesn't happen. And so. what you're saying right now is so powerful because what, and I'm not knocking them because I think however success comes to people based off their timeline, that's, that's their story to tell. That's their achievements. It's how it happened for them. But I do agree with you that I think sometimes we hold on to these stories or we hold on to how long it took us to get to this point where we're going all in because we've seen these other individuals that are able to showcase, oh, I was able to do six figures in six months, or I was able to quit my job in one month after having my first successful launch. And you start to wonder like, what's wrong with me? But I actually gravitate more towards the, the women entrepreneurs who are like, hey, it took me two years. It took me four years. Hell, it took me six years yeah. to really figure out my voice. And the reason why I say I gravitate towards them, to me, there's a hustle in that. There's a hustle yeah. in really trying to like figure yourself out. There's a hustle where you're like, you know what? I didn't quit. I maybe wasn't giving a hundred percent, but yeah. I kept trying to figure out what works. So it's powerful to hear you say that from your words. And then on top of it to say, this was the first year that I went all in and I think this is also a great time to pivot a little bit. So when you went all in, this is where you started to talk more from a place of helping others find their authentic voice in this very noisy social media world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the funny thing is like, you know, someone said this to me last year and I was so fear-based before. And I mean, I think the everyone will always have fear it never goes away but to help others find their voice I've always helped people do that like always in school people would send me their papers hey can you whip this up like and someone came to me like I used to get a 68 the prof didn't believe that I wrote this paper and I'm like well no you wrote it I just polished it up for you <laughs> like you we just like showcased <laughs> you better that's it like right, it's right, not right. no one's waxing poetic on a psych paper like you can't um but it you know there's a way to position your story there's a way to stand out authentically online and at the, and that requires you to know every facet of you own every facet of you right we're so quick to dismiss our so-called failures i'm like air quoting here but we're so quick to only talk about the successes but how about we actually start giving ourselves permission to own our failures because failures are a launch pad for your success. Like my biggest for me, 
I just felt like the running story in my head and the voices in my head, which I realized over the last year were not my voices. They were everyone else's voices was, what are you? What are you worth? Like, what is your worth? You failed. Like, you know, that type of tone. No, just because you've tried something and it's not working, it doesn't mean that you're failing. It just means something needs to be tweaked a little. It's like going to a chiropractor. Like something needs to be tweaked a little at all times in order to get you into perfect alignment. Um, going all in, that I started crowding myself with opportunities that are related to what I love to do. Like I was like editing. I always used, I run, I ran away from it for a long time. I was like, oh, I don't need people to know that I edit books or I don't need people to know that I do this. Like I wanted to coach women with PCOS. Like, you know, my story, Lisa, like that's what I wanted to do. Um, But then I started asking myself, I'm like, hang on. There's a fine line between what you're really good at. Like you can eat, sleep, breathe that. You can do it in like five hours, whereas it would take someone else like two weeks to do that. And then there's things that you're interested in and passionate about, which is okay. It's okay for you to be interested and passionate about in other things. And then there's stuff that will bring you the income. And when all those three things intersect right in the middle, that is your voice. That is the thing that you need to do. And ironically, the brands that I work with, the women that I work with, um, they're all geared around holistic health and wellness. They're all geared around hormone health or women's health or women's empowerment or personal like development. Right. So, and it all connects. So there's all sides of me that's meet in the middle. And what, what can I do in my sleep? I can create copy in my sleep. I can pull out your story when I talk to you. And I ran away from that until last year. And the first time, the first taste I had of shit, this actually works was when I held my webinar for $20 for my authors um, that I work with in my, in uh, the publishing house that I'm an editor at and a writing coach at. And all of them came, all 50 authors came. They're like, oh my gosh, Tanya, like we know what you provide one-on-one with us. Like our chapters, like it's awesome. I'm like, right. Okay. And it probably felt so good. Yeah. It was, it was my proof of concept. It was literally proof of concept for me. Okay. This can work. I have something here. Um, and then you just kept going right. Um, to the women listening, it's okay to do another job while you're working. Like that was, there was, there's such a big stigma about it. Um, that, Oh, if you, if you're an entrepreneur, you only have to go all in. You don't have to, some people go all in right away. Some people do it after a couple of years. Some people never do it and that's okay. I just know for me and what works for my energy and focus is focusing on one big thing versus feeling conflicted between two different things. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, um, and I think this is a good place to pause and like really reinforce this because it's the one big thing, but it's also the one big thing that you're passionate about. And it's the one big thing that you know how to do because so many times when I'm working with clients or students, or even when people slide into my DMS and they're like, Hey, can you help me out? I know I want to work with this person, but I don't know how to serve them. And I, and I always have to say with, with a very, in a very loving, but tough way, I can't give you the answer to your unique way of how you help them. And listen, Google cannot give you that unique way either. It's, It's you being able to say, what is it that has either worked for me personally that I'm now coming from a place of experience or what have you researched that you now are able to say, hey, based off my research, I know that this is a proven system that I want to now apply 
to my ideal client's problem to provide that viable solution. And I share that from a place of we overcomplicate it because we're, we ourselves sometimes are always looking for that magic bullet of what's yeah. going to make our business successful, but we're looking outwards as opposed to inwards of what resources do we have that we do every single day that we now can turn into a business. That one yeah. piece. Oh my gosh. And I'm so happy that you said that because, and I think this is part of everyone's journey when they go in um, and they start something, whether it's online or in person, but especially with the online space, it's like the freebie graveyard. Oh my God. I had, I had to delete like almost every single freebie off my computer. And like, it's not that it's about like, how can you be more intentional? Like we'll all consume knowledge. Like you're always consuming knowledge, but in order to create and in order for things to flow out of you and in order for your story or stories to even come out of you, they need space. And you can't share something if you don't have space to share it, right? You can't own something if you don't have the space to do it. Um, Hands down. Yeah, like it's, it's, you know, and I love how you share this online with your tips too, because it's, you're all very strategy based, but at the heart of all strategy too, it's just getting inward, right? Stop, create, stop consuming, start creating. I can tell you on the tip of my fingers, like how many podcasts I've tuned into this year, apart from the ones I edit, like zero, zero. Um, And this is the year that I've been creating a lot of good stuff or so I've been told but this is the year that I'm in like that creative zone prior to this year I was all consume 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 I don't know my voice I don't know who I am I don't know what I bring to the I mean I knew what I bring to the table but I didn't know how to put it out there because I was listening to everyone else's ways of how to do it what to do this is what you need to do but how can you marry that with who you are right and that's where that magic happens well 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 said So not to put you on the spot, but curious, do you have any type of like fun little exercise to help someone come up with that unique, authentic piece? Because I think that's, because I think that that's probably the strategy (laughs) side of me coming out, but I know there's still this desire of what can I do? And is it a journal prompt? And I think there's still this desire of searching for this response, even though it's inward. And I don't know if there's something that you've done personally, or there's something that you help other people do that we could share with the the listeners around start here to really start figuring out your unique voice, your unique one method. Yeah. And so for me, like, and I, I know I'm very energetics based. I'm also like equal parts energy and strategy, but energetics is a big part of how I do things. And it's, you know, your energy and intention behind your words, your narrative, your language, the way you show up online, offline, like you're the same person, that energy is so important, right? Um, Powerful storytelling, it starts with taking radical ownership of your story, the good, the bad, the ugly, like everything. And not making yourself feel any which way about it. It just is, right? Like I always tell people, there are no such things as mistakes. There may be missteps, but there are only redirections. It's like the whole GPS analogy, right? Redirecting, rerouting, redirecting. It's okay. Keep going. Yep. yep. Um, you know, authentic ownership of your story. So when you're writing a post and depending on what it is you're sharing about, honoring how you felt in that moment, right? We often go back and we were like, oh God, I, could, I should have not done that, right? Or in my instance, crap, I should have never quit 
that job, like blah, 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 like the logic and the ego and the mind gets in. Okay, like I felt how I felt at the time. I can't go back and change that. However, how do I feel right now, right? On a scale of one to 10, like how does it feel in my body? Like, do I feel expansive or do I feel contracting, right? How, like owning how you behaved versus how you are behaving now and owning the choices that were made and how you're choosing differently now, right? Using powerful language in your writing and in your speaking, it can shift so much. Like your thoughts, words, actions, like are you writing, are you showing up online from a state of powerlessness? And often this looks like just airing dirty laundry online. I've seen that to get like the attention and the likes and like all of those things. And then, oh my God, yeah, me too. And, you know, all of it, but you're not getting clients from that. I like, yeah, that might be a part of storytelling, but how are you sharing from a state of empowerment? So state your truth, right? There's a way to state your truth authentically. I can't talk right now. Authentically, but also remain elegant. Right. <laughs> like my words in my mouth and my brain can't catch up with each other right now. Um, you know, I always call it like raw primal magnetism married with authentic elegance. There is a way to show up online from a place of power, from a place of class. Okay. Because we ain't here to air out all the dirty laundry, but you can still talk about things once you've processed it without throwing anybody under the bus, without naming names. Like I see people naming names. I see people using slangs, right? Like talking about even from an inclusive standpoint, you don't got to, you, you don't have to use slang. You don't because it takes away from your copy. It takes away from you, right? It takes away from your story. I agree. So, I agree. And like the example that's coming up for me um, to give you all listeners, like a visual example of this too is for so long, I've used certain titles to kind of help people see what I do or help people see how I provide offer. And every time that I would create this title, so kind of similar to a slang title, it was just something that was kind of like a hot thing at the moment, but it never felt right to me. It just felt like, all right, well, if everyone else is doing this, then maybe I should call myself this as well. And it wasn't until I actually slowed down and I started to really just pay attention to what, what is it that, why is it, why are people reaching out to me when they reach out to me? What is the common, what's the common theme? What's the common thread? And what are they saying about that common thread? And I was hearing it in the beginning. I wasn't hearing it as loud as clear, but when I did, it was Lisa, I come to you because I know that if you can do it while juggling your corporate job and everything else on the side, you must have a system. I do it because you inspire me because even though I'm no longer in corporate, I feel like if you're doing all that, you can help me not feel like I need to work 60 hours as a full-time entrepreneur. And honestly, Tanya, that's when it hit me where I was like, I'm the corporate side hustler. Like that's who I am. That's what I do. And even if I were to ever leave corporate, I'm still always going to be this person that's going to find the most efficient way to maximize my time because that's just who I am. That's what people always come to me for. So everything that you just said, I wanted to give them a, a kind of that visual of it does take time. It's not something like you can journal overnight, but everything that the two of us are, are saying right now is really hone in on what people are saying that is the number one reason why they come to you. And this is friends, this is family, this is people that are sliding into your DMs. And then on top of it, don't lose yourself because I couldn't agree more. It bothers me so much when I read copy from my friends and they're using words that I'm like, you don't even talk to me that way. So why would you talk to your audience that way? Like 
I rather yeah. if you like for me, <laughs> I'm first generation American. My parents are Jamaican. So yeah. we talk really, really fast in our household. And sometimes when we get super excited, Patwell comes out and it's yeah. <laughs> broken English. And people are like, did you just make that word up? And I'm like, well, kind of, sort of. But I used to shy away from that. I'm not shying away from that. That's me. That's me. That's yeah. real. That's, that's how it's going to feel if it's just us two friends talking over wine. So why would I polish that or hide that, diminish that? on social media. I want you to get the real, raw, ugly, all the flaws of who I am because I'm not going to be able to keep it buttoned up if we were to work one-on-one. No, I love, and I love that you said that because, you know, for a lot of people, like, so for, and same thing for me, I thought I needed to write copy the way that all of the so-called bigwigs in the industry write it, right? But they all sound the same. They all sound like each other. And I'm like, Cookie cutter. crap, where is... Yeah. Where's your unique proposition? Like, what makes you so different from, I don't know, person X, Y, and Z, right? And so I realized over the years, the people I was attracting in terms of clients, they're all multi-passionate because I'm multi-passionate and we're all multifaceted. And then I also realized that they're all women that are equal parts energy and strategy. And on top of that, they show up online so real, so powerfully, so authentically, and they're all heart versus, you know, I need to be a certain way. And taking that in, like, and you can take things in from the people around you, right? I had this realization last year, like exactly a year ago. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, I'm surrounded by six-figure entrepreneurs. Like, there has to be a reason why I'm not, like, I'm surrounded with amazing, amazing people. Like, why is it that I'm not getting to where I am? And the reason for that was I wasn't tapping into who I was. And I wasn't allowing myself to just be who I am. Um, if there's any one thing this year has been, it's been freeing. That's the word that just keeps coming back over and over again in conversation over the few last few weeks. It's freeing to be who you are, to write how you are right? You don't need to wax poetic. Your ideal clients will come to you because they really like you or that you provide a value for them, right? Spot on. Right. It's about like evoking their emotion, telling your story, being clear and concise. So having like two or three bullet points, I'm talking about like even a Facebook post or an IG post, give them a clear, concise, inspiring solution, yeah, like you have the frameworks, you have different storytelling frameworks and all of that stuff that's there. But that stuff won't do you any good if you don't know how to own your story and powerfully share it with people unapologetically. Exactly. And I think this is a great, great, great segue to sharing a little bit about what you have coming up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm super excited. A for two reasons because you're guest coaching in there too. So I'm very excited. Um, I have an eight week, an eight week immersion called Museworthy Immersion, and it's literally energetic healing, sacred storytelling meets like magnetic copywriting. And by magnetic copywriting, I'm not teaching you um, how to write copy, but it's you're going to be given the tools to create your own content. You're going to be empowered to basically show up in there, do some live trainings yourself if you choose the VIP option. There's going to be, there's almost like, there's eight guest coaches for the eight weeks. And then on top of that, the bonus VIP has eight other guest coaches in there. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to just come in there, start digging deep, start owning your own energetic blueprint, right? Who you are. We're all uniquely designed. Own that. Own that aspect. No one person is the same. You could have maybe five things that are similar, 
but you know, 90 other, 95 other things are different. So owning those pieces of yourself and then sharing from that space. Um, my goal for women is to literally birth their offerings, whatever it is, whether it's a blog, a book, I don't know, a podcast, whatever you have, there's a reason why you haven't been able to show up powerfully online. And it's often has to do with the inner work, right? And when you marry that with the content strategy and all of the other things, right? All of the knowledge-based stuff, um, magic happens and it happens because I've noticed that in my own life. Um, yeah. Right. Right. And there, and, and I mean, listen, when she, when Tanya reached out to me to share that she was, um, launching this this year, I was so excited for her. And then on top of it to be a guest speaker and then on top of it to see all the goodness that's a part of the curriculum and then all the guest speakers, it's almost a no brainer to sign up because she said it right. You're going to be able to have the opportunity to birth your new offer. And that's exactly what it's going to feel like of really putting in the time and energy to put out something that you love so much that's going to allow you to make an impact and share your message. So how can people get connected with you and find out more information? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I practically live on Instagram. Um, I'm there a little bit more than Facebook to be quite honest. Um, but you can follow me at the holistic warrior life co. Um, and then I'll give all my handles to you. So you can put those in the show notes. I do have a program page and then a little freebie, uh, guide for all of your listeners. I call it the nourished hustle guide because it has literally been my own energetic blueprint of like, learning to live, play, work in your flow as women. I don't think we're designed to work 200-hour weeks between all of the things everyone does. It, like, it feels like 200 hours, but I do think that when you do get behind something energetically, when it's super aligned, it doesn't feel like work anymore. And it's how do you work with that and with that balance in mind. Um, so I'm excited. It has journal prompts and all of the things in there, but come hang out, come say hi on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. So as Tanya said, shared, all of the handles will be in the show notes. Um, and then with that said, Tanya, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your knowledge with my listeners and yeah, just really grateful to have you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, ladies, bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.